from app.com, it's time to talk college hoops in the Garden State. Welcome to Jersey Jump Shot. And welcome into Jersey Jump Shot. Ryan Ross here with Jerry Carino, Steve Edelson, Chris Eisman, Albert Bainbridge will join us in just a few moments. St. Peter's Mania sweeping the Garden State, sweeping the college basketball world. The 15-seed Peacocks with a huge weekend, putting themselves on the map. They take down the two-seed Kentucky. They follow that up with a win over one of the hottest teams in college basketball, Murray State, a seven-seed. And they advance to the Sweet 16, where they will play Friday against Purdue. An incredible story. Only the third 15-seed to advance to the Sweet 16. Oral Roberts did it last year. Nine years ago, Florida Gulf Coast did it. So St. Peter's in rare territory, the nation rallying around this team. Everyone loves an underdog. And Jerry, just what the Peacocks have been able to do, just absolutely unbelievable, historic. And for us following this team all season long to see this happening, I guess it makes sense to us, but to still see them take down Kentucky and Murray State like that, it's just unbelievable. I want to start by saying that Shaheen Holloway coached the pants off of John Calipari. Coached the pants off of him. Throwing in a matchup zone. Calipari looked like he was visiting Mars. So just, I mean, what can you say? This is why this is why college basketball is the best sport. There is no other sport like it. And uh, everyone gets a seat at the table. Everyone gets to take a shot. And St. Peter's takes advantage of their shot. And, you know, Steve and I, and Steve has seen them more than I have. And Steve was in Indianapolis, and I'd, I'd love to hear from him about what that was like. But we've seen, we've seen this team grow and develop. Um, and, but, you know, by the end of the season, like Steve and I just looked at each other and said, this team is really good. You know, this, we thought they could have beat Iona in a straight-up matchup at the end, and obviously they're well beyond that now. So, I mean, they didn't, it wasn't a fluke that they beat Kentucky and Murray State. They, they completely outclassed those teams. Now, those teams, have, you know, Kentucky has a lot of talent. But, I mean, they completely outclassed them defensively with the hustle, with the intensity, offensively, just hitting stride. I mean, passing the ball, spreading the floor, getting easy shots and making them. This is textbook basketball. So, yeah, this, it's been an absolute pleasure to watch. Steve, i got to ask you, what was, what was the scene like in Indianapolis? Were, were people rallying behind this team or what was the deal there? Well, definitely the people who, because that was the second game of the doubleheader in Indianapolis, and the Tennessee fans, everyone from the first game was behind the the Peacocks for sure. So it really made for a nice, a really nice atmosphere. I happened to be b- before the game in, in a restaurant with with some uh, St. Peter's parents. And they all had gear on. And it was amazing how many people came up to the table and, you know, wishing, throwing their support behind them, saying how much they loved the story, how much they loved the team. It really was kind of inspiring to see that. And and as Jerry said, this is why March Madness is so unique, why, why it has transcended sports and become such a part of our culture. Because everyone at some point, at something in their lives, can relate to this underdog. And, you know, it just, it's been great to see in Indianapolis, really, it was all about St. Peter's there. So I think when you think about it, I mean, you mentioned the team, the 15 seeds that have won. They've all been within the last 10 years. And now this has happened in back-to-back years. The gap is closing. The gap is closing in college basketball because these, these smaller schools, they keep their players. They retain players, a core of players for, for three, four years. This group at St. Peter's has played together and it shows 
So, I mean, that is just – it's it's just the advertisement for the sport. And how about St. Peter's now? This is a school that like, nobody knew who they even were outside of North Jersey. And now they've had four hours of free advertising on CBS. I mean, so this is the biggest story in the country. It's, you know, one of the best stories ever in New Jersey college basketball. And it's it's only going to get better. I mean, they have, they have a game that's now in their backyard. Like, Steve, they had some probably some road-type environments there. You know, in the first round with Kentucky with all their fans and Murray State being local. Now they're coming home. Oh, it's, so it's, the, the Wells Fargo is going to be – it's going to be Jersey City on the Delaware. Absolutely. And listen, they're picking up fans. The bandwagon is getting crowded, as you know. So I think it's going to be an incredible atmosphere in Philadelphia uh, for St. Peter's. And, and listen – why not St. Peter's? I mean, listen, I think Purdue is going to be their toughest test so far. No question about that with the, the way they play inside and outside. But listen, they've already beaten college basketball royalty in Kentucky. They've already beaten the hottest team in the country, knocking off a, a Murray State team that won 21 straight. Um, so anything's possible for this team right now. Anything. Right. And so, and Purdue is good. I mean, I think they're the best team in the Big Ten that I saw. I think Chris would agree. He saw a lot of Big Ten basketball. Uh, I'm not surprised they're still standing, even though the Big Ten is crapped out again in this tournament. They're still standing. Purdue's good. Listen, they have a coach, which, you know, Kentucky doesn't really have a coach. Calipari is a great program administrator. He can't coach a lick in a game. Uh, Matt Painter can. So that'll help. But yeah, I mean, why not? Casey Nadefo is as good as any forward in the country. He's as good as any forward in the country. His defense is elite. He's a terrific passer. And now they have all these other guys, these, these gritty, tough guards. You know, Matt Lee, Daryl Banks, um, Doug Eddard of Bergen Catholic, who is getting these open shots and making them. He can also drive to the hole. Like, this is a Jersey, New York team that oozes that toughness, and it's really a sight to see. Well, I think it's that attitude that has caught everyone's attention, the moxie. They do not back down from anything. And and as you heard Shaheen Holloway in the post game say, look, I got a bu- we're a bunch of kids from from New York and New Jersey. We're not scared. You you're not going to scare us. That that's our game. That's what we do. So, I, I think people have embraced that. And they've looked comfortable doing it. It was Kentucky and Murray State that looked uncomfortable. It, you could see it in the players' faces, the coaches' faces, they were just taken completely out of their game, completely out of rhythm. St. Peter's, what they're able to do on the defensive side, it, it just it really ruined any game plan that Murray State and Kentucky had coming in, and they're able to do just enough offensively. They're cool under pressure. They're knocking down clutch free throws at the end. They look like the two seed. They look like the blue blood that's there every year, the way that they're just able to take other teams out of rhythm, and it's been incredible to see, and just kind of the the pop culture phenomenon that's become St. Peter's basketball. You know, it seems like every year in the tournament, someone rallies around one of these underdogs. You get an upset win. And then everyone across the board is a fan of that school. And it seems like, you know, St. Peter's has, has embraced that role. You mean, People are tweeting about Doug's mustache. You know, you have like a fan favorite like that. You have ESPN and Sports Illustrated tweeting about tiny little St. Peter's, putting them on the map. You have people showing their Google searches of where is St. Peter's? And now all of a sudden they're fans. You have their their Twitter account finally getting verified and picking up hundreds and hundreds of new followers just from this run. So just seeing just the pop culture reaction to a 15-seed Going on this run now, two wins away from the final four. It's it's really I keep saying it. It's just unbelievable to see this. Steve, what does this mean to them for the MAC? Can you put this in perspective for what this means for the MAC conference? Well, it's been a long time, you know, since the the Fran McCaffrey days at at Siena, 
when a, a team has had the ability to advance in a tournament like this from the MAC. So I think this this really raises raises the bar for the for and listen, Patino, Rick Patino coming into the league started it, right? And I think when that happened, everyone in the league said, we've got to really up our game. And now you see what's going on with St. Peter's. And now this is a whole nother level because when you look at Iona, Iona couldn't even hang at the end of the year, you know, while St. Peter's was really on the rise. And now you've seen it. They've won nine straight. I think it just it's huge for the league and it's only going to make the league better you know, because now it's going to help recruiting. Now it's going to help everything in that league. Friday night in Philadelphia, Steve and Jerry, you guys will be there. Uh, it just should be just an incredible atmosphere. It's a Friday night. Uh, any St. Peter's alum in the area, you got to imagine they're making the trip for what, what has been a once in a lifetime experience to see their squad advance to the sweet six. Not just St. Peter's alums, like every New Jersey basketball hoop head is going to be trying to get into that building. It's going to be one of those days where it's the building seats, 18, 19,000. There's going to be 50,000 people who said they were there. And that's how, you know, you got a great event. And I mean, you've seen it on Twitter as well. I mean, you've seen the other New Jersey schools rally around St. Peter's, even if they're rivals, even if it's it's someone that they play against on a yearly basis. You've seen Mammoth fans. You've seen Rutgers fans. Obviously, Seton Hall fans support their guy. Just to see that on Twitter, it really has become kind of the, the state team. I mean, you saw Governor Murphy was watching the game. He was tweeting out pictures. Uh, we love the, the Eastern Goldfinch, Governor Murphy, but whatever papers you have to sign to make the Peacock the official state bird of New Jersey for the next week, I think that's a, that's a pretty good PR move for you to make. But it, just to see everyone rally around the team, uh, I know you guys are looking forward to Friday night. It should be just an incredible atmosphere there in Philadelphia. Yeah, I can't wait. And how did you know the Eastern Goldfinch was the bird? Did you have to look that up? You know, I, I know weird things like that, Steve. And it's it's a beautiful bird, but I don't know if it quite compares to a peacock. Well, then listen, <laughs> who would not who is not rallying around a team with the nickname the Peacocks? The Peacocks. I mean, yeah, come on. <laughs> I mean, that just makes them unique and, and they've become kind of America's Cinderella. Cinderella takes the path. She doesn't take the carriage anymore. She lives in Jersey City. So just an absolutely Great thing to see. Uh, some other news coming out of college basketball. We're going to get to our Sweet 16 Elite Eight predictions in a couple minutes. But before we get to that, Jerry, some news out of Seton Hall uh, regarding Coach Kevin Willard. Yeah, I'm actually just adding the quotes in now uh, from the statement. Willard, so Kevin Willard, as we kind of expected the last week or so, is taking the job at Maryland. Uh, he's going he's gonna to make $4.4 million a year, which is just a wild sum. Um and, I, you know, as much as we all – listen, Kevin did a terrific job, but it's it's just says a lot about the state of college athletics that Maryland is going to pay him $4.4 million a year. He's won one NCAA tournament game, and they just ran a guy out of there who who won a Big Ten title and has won several NCAA tournament games, but they ran him out because he had never made a Final Four. It's pretty crazy. Uh, look, Kevin did a great job at Seton Hall. He, he rescued the program from the Ashes – it was a dumpster fire when he got there. Uh, you know, total disgrace. Uh, really just, uh, what's the right word? Radioactive in the New Jersey basketball community. And Kevin turned them into respectability, not just winning games, but, you know, producing players who represented the school and the state really well. And, uh, you know, he, everyone, every Seton Hall fan should tip their, tip their cap to what he did. That said, 12 years is a long time. It's the same length of time P.J. Carlissimo was there, which when I was younger seemed like forever. Uh, the, I think Kevin's regime had run its course, and uh, I think he felt that way as well. So congratulations to him on his huge payday. 
He was making a, a total compensation a little under $3 million at Seton Hall. He's adding $1.5 million to that now. That's a lot of money. So, you know, we can understand you can understand why he left. He's going to be under a pressure-packed situation in Maryland. He's leaving a lot of job security. Uh, but he leaves the program in good shape, most importantly, because the almost his almost certain successor will be St. Peter's coach Shaheen Holloway, who was his right-hand man for eight years at Seton Hall, three years at Iona before that. And, of course, Shaheen Holloway was, you know, one of Seton Hall's greatest players, the point guard on their 2000 Sweet 16 team, the last New Jersey team to make the second weekend, the Shaheen Holloway thread. So it's 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 pretty much pretty darn close to a lock. Look, there's going to be some football powers. They're going to try to throw a bunch of zeros at Holloway probably. He's an extremely loyal guy, the most loyal guy you'll ever meet. You know, this makes a ton of sense. Seton Hall is getting a continuity of the Willie regime with a different personality that I think it's it's time for that change in personality, but you're going to have a lot of the same successful aspects that got Seton Hall to this point. So it really, if this does happen, we all think it will happen whenever St. Peter's is done. It really is a grand slam for, for Seton Hall, for Holloway, and for New Jersey basketball. What do you think, Steve? Yeah, I, I absolutely think so. It's a perfect move. I mean, let's face it. Shaheen Holloway has shown himself to be, we always knew he was a great recruiter, right? Now you know he's a great coach. So it just makes a lot of sense. I think it's unfortunate the way the Willard era ends, you know, one and done at the Big East tournament. You know, he had one foot out the door at the NCAA tournament. They looked woefully unprepared against TCU. And listen, TCU is a good team. We saw that against Arizona. But, you know, Seton Hall looked bad in that game. Uh, but with that said, you got to look at the whole body of work. Clearly did a great job there. Um, and Shaheen Holloway is the guy. He should be the guy, you know, and, and I think he's going to do a great job there. Oh, no national search. Seton Hall put out a statement. The national search is not in there. They left the word national out. Let's not. Good job by them not insulting everybody's intelligence, okay? <laughs> so, look. They got to, you know, there's certain things they got to do. Obviously, there's paperwork and stuff, and but uh, this is this is just perfect situation for for everybody involved. Kevin makes a lot of money. Uh, Shaheen comes home. Seton Hall gets the hottest coach in the country, and so even though you know, Seton Hall exited the tournament in really poor fashion, they get they do win. Assuming this all works out to plan, they do win big time in a way going forward. Absolutely. And, and, you know, it's it's the continuity for the Pirates that they're able to bring in someone like Shaheen Holloway, if that is what happens, that is familiar with the program and kind of continue where they left off and even build upon the foundation that, that Kevin Willard established. So we'll keep an eye on that. Of course, we're going to bring in now Albert Bainbridge, our sports betting expert from NorthJersey.com. We're going to take a look at the Sweet 16. We're going to get to our predictions for, for all of us and, and kind of forecast what we think is going to happen, which Obviously, we don't know what's going to happen as evidence from this past weekend, but we're going to take a look at that. All the odds provided by our friends at Tipico Sportsbook. Uh, just quickly, the games that we're going to be looking at, Gonzaga and Arkansas in the West, Texas Tech and Duke, all chalk in that region, one through four there. In the East, it's UNC and UCLA, and then, of course, Purdue and St. Peter's. Uh, over in the Midwest, it's Kansas and Providence and Iowa State versus Miami, an 11-10 matchup there. And then last but not least in the South, it's Arizona and Houston, and then Michigan and Villanova. So, Albert, after an exciting weekend, as we look at these Sweet 16 matchups, what's standing out to you from a betting point of view? Yeah, of course. How are you guys doing today? Um, yeah, I mean, 
right off the bat, I mean, as we're talking about St. Peter's, I mean, right now against the Boilermakers, they're 12 and a half point underdogs. I mean, that's like you guys have been talking about with the Wells Fargo and how that place is going to be rocking this weekend. I think that's, you know, just too many points uh, in my mind. 12 and a half is a, uh, is a lot for Purdue to be laying here. So that, that, that's definitely seems um, a little interesting out there. Um, it's out there also plus 600 on the money line. So that also could be a little sprinkle if the Peacocks can keep it going. Um, in this tournament, I also do like uh, just a little sprinkle on the Peacocks. But I think my best bet actually might uh, – I think I really like Providence up here against Kansas. Right now they're getting seven and a half points like you uh, mentioned on Tipico Sportsbook. So right now I really actually like the Friars and the way they've been playing in Kansas. You know, they, they've been playing good ball. Obviously, they're in the Sweet 16, of course. But uh, I like seven – they're right now they're seven and a half point underdogs. So uh, I really like the uh, Providence Friars, I think, right now. Uh, to potentially even upset. They're plus 265 on the money line right now against the Jayhawks. So right now I uh, – I definitely like the Friars as my uh, favorite pick so far in the Sweet 16 uh, round. Yeah, Providence, they've looked great so far, yeah. and, and absolutely, they've gone on a nice run as well. Uh, Chris, I know, obviously, St. Peter's, they're they're taking on Purdue, which, by the way, if you're a St. Peter's alum and you're crossing state lines into Pennsylvania, <laughs> and if you do want to bet on your, your beloved Peacocks, you'll be able to do so. But you've seen Purdue a lot over the last few years playing against Rutgers. What is it that they do well, and, and where can maybe the Peacocks take advantage? So, like I said before, they're the best team in the Big Ten. I don't care what the standing said. I don't care what happened in the Big Ten tournament. They're, they're better than Kentucky. I don't care what the ranking said. Purdue is very, very good. Here's the things about Purdue. Like St. Peter's are deep, their bench is outstanding. Okay, So St. Peter's has been wearing teams down in the second half. Har- harder to do that against Purdue. Purdue is huge. Now, they, Kentucky was huge also. But Purdue is huge. They have a seven foot four center, Zach Eady, who's really good, who's got skills now. And Zach Eady take a throat punch from Casey Nadefo. We're going to find out. The Big Ten is a pretty physical league, but I don't know that he's played someone quite with Nadefo's edge, okay? So that's a matchup to watch. Uh, the biggest challenge for Shaheen Holloway, who's got to go into the lab and figure this out, they, they have St. Peter's has not seen a point guard like Jaden Ivey all season. Jaden Ivey is the fastest player in college basketball. He is a lottery pick. He, he will be an NBA star. He has jets on his heels. So St. Peter's, you know, perimeter defense is terrific. But figuring out how they're going to deal with Jaden Ivey, how they're going to stay in front of him, keep him from getting into the lane, that's a lot of work. And I don't know that straight man is going to do it. Um, Shaheen did. He did bust out a matchup zone against uh, Kentucky to great effectiveness. But it's going to be hard. And, you know, if the whistle's tight, I, Ivy is a foul collecting machine. So this is the tall order for, for St. Peter's. Well, I think that's what makes this game so intriguing is going to be the chess game behind the scenes. I think this game is going to be one in the days leading up to the game. You know, how Shaheen Holloway is going to is going to deal with not only the size inside, but as you said, Ivy, I mean, you know, you saw him last night as Purdue advanced. I mean, when the when the game was on the line, he hit a couple of uh, huge threes and was getting to the basket all game. So uh, it will be interesting to see what he came up with. He's had all the answers so far. You know, we're going to find out uh, on Friday exactly what he comes up with. And the other thing is, like, St. Peter's, look, St. Peter's will have the crowd in their corner. you got to remember, they're the first game. So, like, UCLA and North Carolina, who are playing in the second game, their fans are going to be there. They're all going to be rooting for St. Peter's. You think they're going to be rooting for Purdue? No. Those fans are all going to be rooting for St. Peter's. They will have the intangible, the home crowd. Purdue will show up. I mean, those fans are great basketball fans. Their fans will show up. 
But this is going to be a St. Peter's crowd, which is an interesting intangible. We'll have to see how that factors in. As we know, officiating – I mean, crowds do influence officiating. I mean, so that – I look at that Arizona – end of the Arizona TCU game last night. Guy got body checked with three seconds left from TCU, but it's an Arizona crowd and no call. Uh, so I, that is a factor. Again, a lot of X factors here. Purdue is a deserved solid favorite, but, you know, you, you got to give St. Peter's at least a puncher's chance. I mean, look at what's gone on so far. So, yeah, this will be great. Steve and I will be there. We'll be writing about this all week leading up to the game. It is fascinating and fun. Yeah, listen, I mean, the one game that really kind of stands out to me that's interesting is UNC-UCLA. You know, UNC obviously played really well the other day. I think that's going to be a really interesting 8-4 matchup. And then definitely, as, as Albert mentioned earlier, I think that, that Providence-Kansas uh, game, that that's kind of intriguing. So I also think Providence is going to surprise some people. I think that's going to be a really good one. And then uh, Miami's played really well, so we'll see. That's a good 10-11 game against Iowa State. So that one I like too, but... Definitely, I'm looking at that UNC-UCLA game as a really intriguing one, and obviously we'll see what St. Peter's can do um, uh, you know, against, uh, against Purdue. So I think that's going to be a really tough one for, for St. Peter's, but I like what, uh, what they're going to be able to do there. Let's mention that also we're going to see an old friend in the East region, and that's Miles Johnson, who is the backup center at UCLA, who you know really was Rutgers' defensive anchor last year when they advanced the round of 32. Miles Johnson is the greatest poster child for, for a student-athlete in the entire country. He's an engineering major. He was interning with IBM last year in their engineering department while, during the season. Uh, so he goes home to UCLA for a post-grad year. He's a Southern California native. And look, UCLA is really good, so he, his role is greatly diminished. He's been a bit player in the NCAA tournament, filling in, eating some minutes, playing some defense, doesn't stat much on the offensive end. But, you know, he's going to have a chance. He'll be out there. You know, maybe he has his moment. I do know a lot of Rutgers fans are going to be rooting for him because they understand, they have things in perspective, why he changed schools. And Rutgers did okay without him. But it will be an interesting subplot that, you know, I will certainly be all over when we're down there in Philadelphia. Yeah, absolutely. That St. Peter's game, people have that circled. But, I mean, just looking at this schedule, so many great games. Uh, You know, Albert, as we keep coming back to it, uh, that Kansas-Providence game, uh, Arizona and Houston. uh, I don't know about you, Albert. That screams points to me. And then you have Texas Tech and Duke with Coach K, uh, his back against the wall. His next loss will be his last loss. But you have a (laughs) Texas Tech team that was in the Final Four just a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, definitely. Obviously, some great, uh, great matchups out there. And obviously, like you said, on Tipico, the lines are really close, you know, two and a half, one and a half. Obviously, the biggest one on the weekend is the Peacocks and the Boilermakers. But like you said, I keep I just keep seeing that Providence line. And as much as it, it would ruin my bracket, for sure, even though it's been <laughs> ruined enough already. But if the Friars could pull it off, I definitely like their uh, chances to make the final four, because obviously they would get the winner of Iowa State and Miami right now on Tipico. They are plus uh, 600 to make the final four. So that's one of my uh, final four bets if you wanted to place right now. Providence at plus 600. I think if they can get by uh, Kansas in the Sweet 16 matchup, they could they could probably handle Iowa State or Miami in the next round. It's going to be a very exciting weekend. And, of course, all eyes uh, across the Garden State, across the college basketball world will be on Philadelphia Friday night as the Cinderella St. Peter's Peacocks. Can they keep it going against the mighty Purdue Boilermakers? It's been an incredible ride so far for St. Peter's. Everyone will be pulling for them, of course, around the country as they watch that game. So very excited to see what happens. And then as if that isn't enough, just a a great schedule of games coming up uh, at the end of this week. So we're certainly looking forward to that. A word about Rutgers, and I think we can make our picks for this weekend's games. you know, Chris and I were there in Dayton, and it was an epic, epic uh, first four game, one of the best NCAA tournament games I've ever seen. Tremendous atmosphere. 
you know, Rutgers lost in double overtime to Notre Dame. Look, Rutgers squandered a lot of opportunities. You got to give Notre Dame a lot of credit. Uh, they played terrific. And as you saw, they advanced in the tournament to the round of 32 and nearly took down Texas Tech, which we thought was impossible. So Notre Dame did a great job. Mike Bray coached a tremendous game. Uh, I want to just tip my hat to Rutgers seniors. Uh, the three outgoing guys, Joe Baker, Ron Harper, and Kayla McConnell. We don't think they'll be back. Baker definitely won't be. Harper almost certainly won't be. McConnell probably won't be back. This is their last game. It was it was painful to see them, you know, in such in such a crushed state afterwards, walking off the court in the post game press conference. It has been my pleasure to cover these young men from the time they come in as boys to the time they leave as men. What great representatives of the university! Uh, I think the, one of the reasons why Rutgers fans were so attached to this team is just because of the of those guys, like their attitude and what they embodied. It says a lot about. Steve Peichel, but it really, it's just a lot about them. And so they will be sorely missed and they can leave with their heads held high despite the crushing loss uh, because they did put Rutgers basketball on the map. Absolutely, Jerry. Well said there. And and certainly kind of the beginning for this Rutgers program, you hope as their fans and they'll have those three guys to thank for any future success for helping reestablish that program. Quickly, let's wrap up here. Uh, we'll do our revised final four picks because I'll admit it. I'm sorry, St. Peter's. I had Kentucky winning the national championship. You proved me wrong. I learned my lesson. So now I'm going to do my revised final four picks. Uh, out of the West, I'm going to stick with Texas Tech. I think that they get past Duke. And then I think either I could see Arkansas beating Gonzaga, to be honest. But I do think Texas Tech uh, comes out of the West. Uh, in the East bracket, I'm still going to go with well, sorry, again, St. Peter's, I clearly haven't learned my lesson. I do think Purdue advances to the Final Four out of that bracket. I like Providence now out of the Midwest, and I will take Villanova out of the South. Who wants to go next? I'll go. Okay. My four <laughs> final my final four teams are still alive, so I'm going to probably have to stick with them here. I've got Gonzaga. Um, yeah, I think I think Coach K continues in the in the round of 16 and then loses to Gonzaga. I mean it's a great sentimental story. Um I think Duke's going to get all the whistles but I I think I think Gonzaga is going to get through there. Uh I've got UCLA coming out of the St. Peter's bracket. I'm going to stick with that. Um I've got Villanova emerging beating Arizona and uh I've got Kansas. So I'm going to stick with those four. Chris, how about you? Yeah, well, my original Final Four got blown up to pieces, so <laughs> I need a new one. I like Gonzaga coming out of the West. I'm going to go Purdue coming out of the East. I really like Purdue a lot. Um, out of the South, I'm going with Nova. I'm with Steve. I'm going with Nova, and then I will go with Kansas coming out of the Midwest. I, I Like I said earlier, I think Providence will give them the test, but I think Kansas might have a little bit too much firepower, and they'll come out of the West, or the Midwest, I should say. Albert, how about you? Uh, yeah, just like Steve said, with one of my uh, original brackets, I got my final four still intact, so I'm going to ride with them as well. And very similar to his, but I'm going to go with the Gonzaga uh, out there. I'm going to go with Purdue, obviously, as much as we want St. Peter's to make a run. Uh, I think Purdue will get it done. And then uh, also Villanova. I like Villanova against Arizona. Had that scare last night against TCU going to overtime, you know, the non-call leading up to overtime. So I, I think Villanova can definitely give them a test there. And then uh, coming out of that Kansas-Providence region, I mean, I think whoever wins that game is going to obviously head to the Final Four, and I, I think Kansas will just be too much. I, even though I like Providence uh, and the points right there, I think Kansas will ultimately uh, get it done and advance to the Final Four. All right, Jerry, last but not least. My Final Four is still alive, which is shocking because I'm usually terrible at this. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Purdue, I picked Purdue, Kansas, 
uh, Gonzaga and Villanova. And I just want to say a word about Villanova. I've been saying this for months. This team is almost impossible to beat. They do everything right. They make no mistakes. You have to shoot the lights out to beat them. You have to be flawless to beat them. I think Colin Gillespie is the best point guard in the country. I don't care what anybody says in a college game. I don't care what any any All-America list says. He doesn't make any mistakes. So we can discuss, you know, next week we'll discuss Final Four National Champion, but they look really good. Uh, but, yeah, that's my Final Four. And, man, I want to pick St. Peter's so bad. But since I can't since I pick Purdue – to win the to win the East, I got. I'm staying with Purdue. I do think it'll be a great game, and it's going to be. Listen, one way or another, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's going to be drama. There's going to be uh, m- memories made, and we're going to have a lot to talk about on this next podcast. Absolutely. A week from now, we'll be meeting here virtually, and we will have our final four. So we're certainly looking forward to that. Just a great slate of games coming up this weekend. Of course, as I said, all eyes will be on the St. Peter's Peacocks as the state and the nation see if they can continue their Cinderella run. We're looking forward to that. Of course, Albert, Chris, Jerry, and Steve are busy writing nonstop covering the NCAA tournament. Check out what they're doing on NorthJersey.com and APP.com and enjoy the games. It's the best time of the year to be a college basketball fan. So enjoy this this upcoming weekend, especially if you're a St. Peter's alum. Take it all in and make the drive to Philadelphia. It'll be worth it. You'll be happy to be there. Enjoy the games this weekend. Thank Thank you so much for listening to Jersey Jump Shot. For Albert, for Chris, for Steve, for Jerry, I'm Ryan. We'll talk to you next week. Jersey Jump Shot is a production of the Asbury Park Press and USA Today Network. Subscribe at app.com.